Finesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta features 426 guest rooms, 16,000 square feet of meeting and event space, several dining options, including Art Bar, a gastro pub serving locally inspired fare and cocktails, along with an indoor-outdoor swimming pool and patio, 11 landscaped acres of walking trails, and a convenient location to all the attractions located north of Atlanta. Visit www.sinesta.com forward slash Gwinnett Place to learn more about what we have to offer for your next getaway, meeting, or event. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strawn, the president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you today on Business Radio X. We are coming to you from Subaru of Gwinnett, Atlanta studio, located in beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place, Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week we plan to feature businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. While all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security, and we will touch on that and all related aspects of security through the course of each show. Our guest today, I'm glad to have, is a friend of mine as well as an associate and uh, Al Simon, owner of Simon Inc., uh, also has a radio show here on uh, Business Radio X of his own. I'll just put him a little free plug in there. There you go. But um, glad to have you here, Al. Thanks, Rick. Good to be here. Well, I know. You know let me just start off with who is Al Simon? Where do you come from? What got you here? How'd you get in this business? Who is that guy? Absolutely. What is Simon Inc.? Simon Inc. You know, it's interesting, that name, Simon Inc., was actually the name of my father's company. When I was growing up, he was a manufacturer's rep up in Michigan, sold pumps and valves and controls, and, uh, and his company was Simon Inc. And, uh, you know, I graduated from college and entered the corporate sales world. I was a corporate sales guy for 24 years. Uh, never thought about being an entrepreneur during almost all of that time. Have you thought about it since? I'm well, just, just I guess kidding. I better start thinking about it <laughs> since I've been an entrepreneur now for uh, this is our 18th year in business. It's Fantastic. Simon Inc. Yeah, so it's uh, but um, but yeah, in in uh, in 2001, I left that corporate world after 24 years. You know, with salary and benefits and all that, and all the good stuff. All the good, yeah. You know what? There's good and bad, but yes, all the good stuff. And then uh, uh, bought this company and uh, just been having a ball. Uh, working with people like you and you know and and businesses all over metro atlanta mostly gwinnett and uh, building skill sets and having a blast well what what made you decide to get out of the corporate field and actually take a chance on being an entrepreneur um probably divine intervention i mean seriously i i was uh, made a free agent (laughs) (laughs) i know how that goes yeah in 2001 uh, i was working for a canadian-based company uh and um i had uh just signed well not really signed i I, well i signed a letter of intent with uh, a large southeastern bank for a very large deal 15 million dollar deal wow uh the commission was going to be about 300 grand to me and um, but the, you know it was a pretty thick contract that had to be worked out with corporate attorney to corporate attorney, 
and that was going to take about a month. It was during that month when I got a letter. Remember regular business letters through snail mail? That, yep. I got one of those from my employer in Montreal that said, uh, we are closing the Atlanta office, and we invite you to move to Montreal and apply for a job. Wow. Now, I was the Atlanta office, right? I mean, I was. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I looked at that letter, and I looked at that letter, and I showed it to my wife, and I said, I think I've been fired. And she said, yep, you've been fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's always great to have a woman there to clarify things. Yes. And so, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, that was the second experience, a bad experience I had with corporate, in this case, corporate North America, not just corporate America, uh, in the, my 24-year uh, corporate sales career. And I just felt like, you know what, I don't know if I want to go back to the corporate world. I could have. In fact, I got another offer right away from a competing company. I could have taken it, got the salary, got the benefits, yeah, and doing what I knew how to do, and everything would have been hunky-dory. But the passion was all of a sudden gone. You know, it was just gone. And uh, so I started looking around at what to do next. I had, been ex I had been exposed to Sandler training in my sales career, so I knew about it. And I started looking at it. And, uh, and my wife, Sherry, you know Sherry, she said, uh, let me get this straight, Al. You want to uh, leave the salary and benefits blanket. You want to pay a bunch of money that uh, we're not sure we can afford uh, for something that you don't know that you can do and whether or not it'll work. And I said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you. That's kind of it, yeah. That's pretty much it. And, uh, so I, but I would never make her do something that she wasn't bought into. So I said, I'll tell you what, I'll do some due diligence. I'll put together a business plan. I'll take you through that business plan. We'll pray over it. I'll leave the room. And then when you think you know what we're supposed to do, you come out and tell me. And that's what we did. I did a bunch of due diligence uh, on, on the business, and I put together a business plan. Uh, took her through it. We prayed. I left the room. <laughs> she came out about 45 minutes later and said, okay, let's do it. That's fantastic. Well, that's when I got scared. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> oh, my nuts? God. She just told me to do this thing. I thought she was going to tell me no. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's amazing. That's yeah. similar to what I did with the, with the law enforcement and, and out putting resumes in when I, yeah. when I left and, and then deciding, do I really want to go back into this type of atmosphere, this type of work, shift work, all that? And it was yeah. like, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't. So yeah. let's give it a shot. So it's, it's amazing. That is the true spirit of an entrepreneur is just I guess it willing is. to take that leap. Knowing that you've got something that there that you already know that you're quote unquote comfortable with, yeah. So well, you know, it, you left that corporate world, then you come into the world that you're in now with the with the educational world. Really, if you really yeah. get down to it, it's the educational world. It is of doing training, and at the same time, you're a salesperson. You've got yep. to do. You've got to sell your business. Yep. So, why is your training and coaching different? And why do you think it's better than typical sales training? Because there's a lot of different kinds of sales training. Boy, aren't there ever. Uh, you know, everything from $199 for a 3D, three, three CD set to that books. Guy, <laughs> or that guy with the 57 Chevy. There's that guy, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, there's all kinds of it out there. But uh, you really already touched on one of the reasons why uh, I think that we're successful is that I am always selling. You know, I'm not some professor you know, that hasn't made a sales call in years, you know, that's 
hasn't doesn't leave the training room and just you know teaches theory i'm actually out there doing what i teach our clients to do and so i've got experiences from today and yesterday and last week and, and professor simon is always learning always learning and and it's it's great uh we you know and i and i get to uh still sell which i love to do so i sell i train and i coach those three things and it's awesome it's so much fun to see people uh thrive to see people build their skill sets and go out and 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 make it work for themselves in their market in their company whatever they sell and as you know you know i've got clients that don't think of themselves as salespeople, like yeah, your, like, like yourself yeah but they need clients you know so their expertise is somewhere else like security or wealth advisement or IT or whatever their their uh, their expertise is in, but they need clients, and so they come to us for help. And so it's fun. I love to see people who um, get to experience more success because of working with us. And that is that that I mean that's such a thrill, better than any deal I've ever closed. Well, and you know, your approach to it is different than I, what I see in a lot of people that approach it. And and you brought up skill set. Mm. And, and that's an important topic. So wh- what is new in the sales skill building world? Because yeah. it's all about building your skills. It is, and a lot has changed uh, with technology, uh, with the way people communicate or don't communicate. Uh, you know, you've probably seen all the posts on li- on LinkedIn and Twitter uh, that, um, you know, that, that the prospect knows more about what the salesperson is selling and the salesperson does before the first sales call because all they got to do is Google it. Yep. And, and it's true. I mean, it's really true. There's so much information available before the first sales call is made. So that's different. Also, people don't return phone calls. People don't uh, return emails because they get so many. Uh, and because they're so bad, <laughs> yeah. that too. I'm one of them. Yeah, I mean it's true, right? I mean you get probably a couple hundred emails a day, and Absolutely. some of those are from salespeople. And you know, you're, if you don't know who they are, and if the subject matter doesn't catch your attention, it's not going to get answered. Um, even if you do know who they are, you may not want to answer it because the timing is not right or whatever. Uh, or in the old days, and you are old enough to remember the old days, you, you know, you'd come back mm-hmm. to the office, and there'd be pink slips on your desk while you were out, and there might be three or four, and you. would Call them back. And that's what people did. You called them back. That's not the case anymore. So technology, the way people communicate or don't communicate has changed. Uh, um, the, the whole world of selling is so different. Well, and so would you do that? How do you go about changing people's minds on the idea of building that skill set? Because a lot of people yeah. think, I know my business. I don't need to be taught. I, I, yeah. I know what to say. Most of the time they don't. I mean, the reality is, is they know what yeah. to say. They don't know how to say it. Yeah. Well, you really can't change people's minds. Uh, you know, we, we have a, a saying that, that you can't make someone buy something they don't want to buy. Uh, so that whole thing about selling ice to Eskimos, that's just for jokes and you know, yeah, fairy tales. But, it, but a serious professional sales conversation is helping the prospect discover what they want and need to do and then helping them to take action in the short term. In other words, leading the dance, mm-hmm. uh, the dance that includes discovery and the dance that includes taking action. And that's a skill set that has to be built because it's not, um, it's not innate in most people. You know, getting other people to make decisions in a decent time frame is not an easy skill or one that's, that's, that just shows up in people, not often. Yeah, and that is a skill. 
It um, is. I know what I tell people is I'm not a salesperson. I'm, I'm a cop that owns a business that knows what I'm doing. Yeah. And we go from there. Yeah. And that in and of itself is basically a sales technique. And I don't even yeah. think of it that way when I'm doing it. It's just the truth for me. Well, your clients don't want to spend thousands of dollars on, on your company, right? That's not the way they think. Exactly. But they have a need. They want to protect their assets. They want to protect their people. You know, they want to, um, maybe a construction site, they want to make sure things don't get pilfered. Now, you know, I mean, you know, there's a whole bunch of what we call pain that are the reasons why your clients buy from you. They don't buy from you because they want to put a whole bunch of money in your pocket. Exactly. That's not the way people make decisions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I know that, um, you know, we talked a little bit about the technology with uh, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all yeah. that kind of stuff. But isn't technology and e-commerce making the sales profession kind of obsolete now? Well, if, you know, some so-called pundits would, would make you think so. Uh, I, I do believe this, Rick. I do believe that in five years, ten years, there's going to be a lot fewer sales professionals than there are today. I think that most of the retail jobs are going to go away. Um, you know, I mean, the Amazon, eBay thing is real. Yep. It's real. E-commerce is very strong. But those are, those are transactions. Those are people that are going to buy because they already know they have a need. I and they know what they want when they go there. They do. And they can compare online and they can make decisions or they can browse the stores. You know, and, and my office is near a mall. I can't, you can't hardly move around our office these days because it's almost Christmas. But um, so, uh, you know, so, the, you know, there are still going to be some of those retail type jobs, but not many. A lot of it's going to the Internet, uh, e-commerce, uh, transactional stuff. Right. And, but in the in the business to business world, in, in the true world of professional sales, uh, I believe there will still be jobs for the best of the best, no matter what. Well, well and, you, and you're looking at going to the Internet for a product yep. and comparing product to product. But you also, that you don't, you, somewhere along the way, the service has got to come in. It does. And you have to have that person that, can, that you believe is the best person or the best company to represent your best interest when that service part so what we so what you basically do is you sell a service, and that's what they've got to want to do is well I want what is it you say that people buy from the people they trust and trust from the people they how does that go all things being equal people yep. buy from people they trust or whom they perceive are like themselves all things not being equal people still buy from people they trust yes. and whom they perceive are are like themselves and it's true when you're having a serious professional conversation about fairly high ticket items probably more in the business to business world sometimes in business to consumer but not as often um, you're going to have to have that give and take you're going to have to have that questions and answers and discovery and, and dig into it and um, and that's not going to happen over the internet it just doesn't a lot of people don't a lot of people think they know what they want but they don't really necessarily know what they want Exactly. And sometimes it's that discussion that they may think they want one thing when really what they're talking about is something totally different and they don't even know it. Yeah. Somebody's got to tell them that, be honest with them and say, no, here's what you're, this is what will help you with what you want to do. Yes. And marketing professionals are really good at making products and services sound good uh, on a website. I mean, they, they are. You know, I, uh, one of my clients called me up not too long ago and she said I have a problem she said I have a prospect who's looking at my website and they're looking at my competitors website and and they both look really good 
In fact, they can't tell the difference between their products and service and our products and service on the websites. But they do know that we're like 50% more. <laughs> <laughs> and they're asking me, how are we different? I, I thought that was a perfect example. You can't expect at that level of professional selling to get people to take action in your favor if you're premium priced and, and there's reasons why you're premium priced. Uh, those reasons are very hard to show up on a website or a brochure or a spec sheet or a white paper. You have to have a conversation, two people talking it through. Yep, a, a good, yeah. solid com communication, which is really what your business is all about is communication. Most of it. It really is. We, so. we talk a lot about communication, how to, how to communicate well how to actively listen to the prospect and, and read what's being said and not being said, uh, ask good questions. I mean, there's just so much of it has to do with developing that, that bond, that rapport with someone so that the communication flows. And at some point, the prospect has that aha moment that, you know what, I'm going to buy from Rick. You know? Because people buy from people. Companies don't buy from companies. People buy from people. And uh, at that level, when someone's taking a look at, say, security services, uh, and they all look great on the websites, yep. and they've all got the success stories in their white papers, um, but when it comes down to it, how are they going to choose Paradigm over somebody else? Well, they've got to have that one-to-one -one conversation and have the aha moment, you know what, it makes sense to buy from Paradigm. It's all about building relationships. It and is. Even, and a relationship starts the first time that you sit down eye-to-eye -eye with somebody. It does. And or at least phone to phone, ear to ear. Or at ear. least phone to phone, yeah. 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 But the communication, a lot of people think communication is talking when, as we know, communication yeah. is mostly you listen to what people really are communicating to you. It is. And then kind of work, work through, the, through the issues, through the needs, through yes. the pain. And these days, a lot of people like to use email or text in selling activity. And I'm not, I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm saying you better pick your spots because, uh, because words on the screen – are excellent for things like um, descriptions uh, yeah, yeah descriptions or confirming appointments or sending messages to multiple people at once or sending a link or a document to somebody uh, or documenting a live conversation I mean there's reasons to use text or email in business in selling but if you know if it comes down to uh, how am I gonna get this person to see that they should buy from me that better be a discussion you yeah know? I mean yeah and not a email or a text. No, I, yeah. I totally agree. I've, yeah. I've got people that seem to spend all their time on text, and it drives me crazy because you lose all the tonality. And you, there's there's no understanding of what the person means necessarily. It's just written words. Yes, it's like and building a house with a, only a hammer. Yep. Good pretty luck. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Good luck. <laughs> something's not going to work. Exactly. Um, what would you say your typical client profile is? You know, uh, most of our clients are uh, Metro Atlanta-based. Not all, but most of them. Uh, most of them are privately held companies. Uh, most, of the, most of them are, are fairly small sales teams, you know, 20 people or fewer. And uh, a lot of onesies, twosies, threesies, foursies type things. So we get really close to our clients, really into their world. We understand how they go to market. We understand what their differentiating equations are. Uh, we understand what their competitors look like and their uh, ways that they go to market. And so we know strategy and we know tactics and we know their world. We really get into it. Uh, I work with maybe 25 
to 30 client companies at any one point in time, maybe 100 people total at any point in time is what I'm working with. And we really understand them. Uh, not only their company and their products and services and how they stand in the marketplace, but also each individual, their communication style, you know, their personality, uh, their background, their expertise. We get into it big time. Um, and that's how we can help them. Well, I know you also have different levels of, of, of interaction with them. Yeah. I know just in your office you have uh, different meetings with them, different sit-downs with them, yes. multiple people. Uh, yeah. There's several different scenarios you go through to where you learn more about your people. Yeah. And they learn more about you, which is important. Yes, and we use, uh, we use video conferencing a lot. We, you know, we use, uh, I, I'm a big believer uh, in, uh, as opposed to flying somewhere or even driving across Atlanta in Atlanta traffic, I, I'm a big believer if, you, if, it's, if you're still discovering and, you're, and it's not you know, a pretty good bet that you're going to do business, you know, use video conferencing you know, because you can look people in the eye, but you don't have to get in your car or get in on an airplane or a train or a bus. Uh, and you can have nice conversations. You can have a lot more conversations and still look people in the eye that way. I'm a big believer in that, and we use that also in our training. You know, people that we got people that live in you know Chicago or even L.A. You know, that join our classes uh, via GoToMeeting, video conferencing, and so they're live in the they're live in the room, so to speak, virtually. Mm -hmm. uh, so we got people that are sitting in the room. We've got people that are coming in through uh, the video conferencing, uh, particip participating in the training uh, itself. And then we coach everybody that's in the training one-on-one, -on -one, uh, whether that's by phone or face-to-face -face or video call. Or, you know, they send me an email saying, hey, Al, you know, I got this email from my prospect. What do I do now? Or I'm thinking about sending this email to my prospect. What do you think? And, mm -hmm. you know, and so we can turn that around with my redlining on it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah the redlining's great. Yes, <laughs> it is. And you do it a little. Yes. Um, when you when you when you're looking at going in, to, you know you need something. You just don't know what you need. You know you 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 want to. It's like going to a golf lesson. Do you do you? What do I need? Do I need to go one time and just talk to this guy and get a little discussion, or do I need to go get a lot of training, or do I need to go to the range? How do you get started with Sandler? Yeah. How do you make that decision on what you need, or or just necessarily to talk to you and ask you what you need? Yeah, and that's really how. Um, how we're different and better than a lot of our competitors right there too because we don't believe in seminars for skill building uh, now you can have a seminar you know a one-time event uh, is what i mean by that a seminar or a webinar a one-time event you can have you can have a webinar or a seminar on on a micro topic mm -hmm. you know like uh, you know negotiating let's say you could do that and it would be okay but in, but for the full skill set of of, of selling of uh, building relationships, of uh, servicing clients, uh, of you know, of, of really thriving uh, and getting your clients to thrive. There's just so much involved, like you said, you know, all the communication stuff, relationship building, plus all the tactics and strategies, plus all the the um, what we call head stuff. You know how you think about things, uh, it, which determines how you act. Because it's sales is hard, right? So there's an awful lot of stuff that we do that has to do with psychological kinds of things. So having said all that to say, we don't do one-time events uh, for our clients. It just doesn't work. It's a waste of their time and money and a waste of our time. Because you know how it goes. They get all excited. They have a new toy. Uh, but two weeks later, a month later, three months later. The new wears off. It, they're not doing it anymore, right? They're back to what they used to do. 
and uh, be, because they haven't kept it sharp. And so we believe in the in reinforcement. That's we're really into reinforcement. So our clients are with us for longer periods of time, where we ha we we mix up training and coaching and reinforcement tools uh, over that period of time. And uh, we call this the adult learn. Well, we don't call it. Psychologists call it the adult learning model. That uh, adults tend to uh, become aware and then work through the difficulties and then assimilate and then own the concepts over time as they're learning them, put them into play, building on them, learning more, putting them into play, and it just keeps going. And that's how skills are built. And that's what we do. Well, and, and sometimes skills are all, are all about habits. And the old saying is it takes about a year to go through the breaking of a habit, the training, and yeah. acquiring a new habit. So to change habits and for something to become a habit, yes. generally it takes about a year. It takes a while. Yeah, especially the older, I mean, for guys like me. <laughs> well, five years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Un unlearning the bad stuff. Yeah. Unlearning's the part. my age, yeah, it could take I, a while, yeah. Yeah, the, the old dog, new tricks type thing. Just get rid of the old tricks. <laughs> but, um, you know, of course, we already know how you got involved with Sandler. And, and I know that you, you really look at it as the way to do it. And your passion is there. And you share, what I like about it is you share that passion with others they may not get the same passion but it's very contagious and when you're there you're you go through your classes on a weekly basis sometimes monthly basis but mostly yeah. i think weekly basis a lot of them are yeah and it's every week you're reinforcing and going through some level some part of it and discussing it right but you don't just talk about it you talk about the why it works exactly and the why it works is probably more important than just Here's the here's the process. So, you know, I would say that's probably the best thing that you do as far as it, that I've seen is you mm -hmm. explain the process and it makes sense. Yes, we really and, and someone recently, one of our clients, maybe it was you, said uh, said that most sales training teaches you what to say. Uh, Sandler teaches you how to think. Uh, and I think uh, I think that that's pretty accurate because if you don't know, if you don't have a if you don't buy off on why you might use a particular strategy or tactic, then it just becomes memorization. And the problem with memorization in a business conversation is that you know every single context is different. There's there's no two business conversations that are sent they're the same ever as snowflakes and fingerprints. So you can't be so rigid to be memorizing scripts. And so instead you have to understand the why behind the what so that you can say whatever you need to say or ask whatever you need to ask or simply use silence whenever you need to use silence. Shut because up when you, you need to. There's that because you understand what's going on in the situation. Well, I know when yeah. I was younger, I sold, a, I won't name the name of the company, but it was a, an accident insurance company. And I sold that, but we had to go through and we learned and um, we memorized an amazing amount of stuff. But it was all scripted. It was all right down, even the rebuttals for whatever they said they don't need or whatever. Yeah. Everything was scripted, and you had like, you know, a hundred rebuttals that you. That just it would it began to just kind of all seem the same. It's hard to have a passion for something like that when it's just memory work. Yeah, and rebuttals are an interesting thing because. Um, we always say that that the only person who can overcome an objection is the objector. Exactly, it's not the salesperson. 
Yep. And so your job is to help the objector to understand why their objection is not valid, or if it is valid, how to mitigate it. Yeah. That's really the, the discussion. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. If you could do anything of it any differently, if you were able to turn back the clock, what would you do differently? Let's or see. That, um, or should I ask that? It, there's Marianne in second grade. No, no, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> no I, I think. She's now worth $1,200 million. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't let her go. Uh, uh, you know, I think I would have. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm not sure I'd, I would have changed anything, really. Uh, you, know, you know, we all make mistakes in our careers, uh, and, and we all make mistakes in dealing with people. Um, and, and it's just, you know, you're never going to change that. Um, and, and you shouldn't look back, necessarily. But to answer your question, I, I think if I could have um, started on my business earlier, maybe four or five years earlier, there, there's so much in my corporate career, those 24 years, that are valuable to today because those are lessons that I can take forward. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and so I don't want to say that I should have, you know, done sales training right out of college because I wouldn't have had any war stories. I wouldn't have had any experiences and, you know. And, you wouldn't and have had any of those lessons that you learned. There's that. I wouldn't have those, yeah. So, and I, um, and I don't regret those years. I don't. I, I, they were valuable years. So I'm not sure I would change anything, but if I did, it would be maybe not 24 years in, maybe more like 15, 16 years in, I would have uh, started my own company. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think a lot of us feel that way. I, yeah. The same thing here, but I learned a lot being a police officer that has helped me and aided me today in understanding the process that people have to go through or that yeah. they feel. But I know that you're very active in the chamber. You're very active in a lot of community stuff. Um, what is an easy and less expensive way for potential clients to check out your value? Because, like I said, I know yeah. you you put on a lot of different little programs. You do yeah. uh, planning. Uh, there's just all kinds yes, of we things. Do. We have a we have a goal setting workshop coming up on December the 18th. Um, and, and, you know, so we do some things like that that people can, and we always allow people to do what we call crash a class. Yep. So anybody that wants to can um, be our guest at one of our you know 90 minute classes on Tuesday mornings. To check us out, um, and, and that's I do highly recommend that as yeah, well. Yeah, that's you know, that's you know, it's a it's a good way to just to you know see uh, a glimpse at the Sandler intellectual property uh, to talk to people that are paying for it and why they're doing that and why, how's it helping them. And it's also um, a good way to check out our training and coaching style is to so to do that. So there's that. Um, we can also we also do assessments. You know, we can assess uh, a, a sales team. Uh, or any individual on the sales team and assess, uh, you know, their their current skill level, competencies and behaviors to get a snapshot and see where the strengths are, where the gaps are. Uh, it's a you know, fairly inexpensive way to engage with us and get a feel for just, okay, what is needed in our organization or in this for this particular person. A lot of folks think that we're only for their new salespeople. That is not true. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean... I like new I like new salespeople, especially when they're young, because they like we said they have less to unlearn. Yeah, a clean slate. <laughs> yes, but uh, but we have a lot of veterans like yourself. Uh, a lot of other veterans that have been in business a while understand what they're about, uh, and they uh, know something something's got to be different. They're yeah. There's a reason, right? There's a reason why they they a lot of them are lifelong learners, or a lot of them realize they have skill gaps, uh, or maybe they're trying to get into a new market or whatever. But there's lots of reasons to engage with us. And so the assessments or the crash in a class 
or coming to our goal setting workshop on the 18th. Those are all good ways. Yeah. Well, and I want to you know highly recommend that people reach out to you, which brings us to the other point. If somebody would like to get in touch with Al Simon, <laughs> how yeah. would they? You got phones, emails, all that kind of stuff. Why don't you give it out so that they can uh, maybe check you out a little bit? Okay, so yeah, so um, the, the best way is probably our website, uh, which is simoninc.sandler.com, uh, or uh, just call me. You know, my phone number is 770-312-2043. And the number again was? 770-312-2043. Or through the the website, uh, simoninc.sandler.com. Sounds fantastic. You know, I want to tell you I appreciate very much you coming on. I've known you for a long time. I've been through your classes. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. it's just something that it's a never-ending process, and it is a process. And I yes. think that's pe- people don't realize it is a process that is that never ends. I think we I think we first talked at as I remember at a Gwinnett Chamber event of some kind, and yeah. we just started about a hundred about a hundred years ago. I yeah. think. And it, and it was great working with you and, and your team and and, uh, and and great friendship and I've enjoyed today very much. I love talking about sales anytime. Oh, I know you do. Yeah. And uh, you know, part of it is just listening to someone else talk and and like you say, listen. And right yeah. now, I think this has been fantastic. Good. Well, I want to thank you for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 11.30 in the morning, or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com, clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 11.30 when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses related to security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my guest, Al Simon. You are welcome. Simon Inc. Thank you. And for our producer, Mike, Trey, Mike is taking the day off or in a business meeting, but we appreciate it. We got the A-team today. We got Trey. Absolutely. Well, I'm Rick Strawn, and remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.